Hey guys, it's Taper Thursday. I have missed you all actually. I know it's been a week and all, Sha, but like I was actually thinking about you guys and I actually do miss you people. Um, so quick introductions. This is the first part of the Taper team. It's your boy Esosa. Hello everyone, this is Maya speaking. Yes. Uh, welcome to another episode of Taper. And uh, it's been remarkable the love, the the, the interactions we've been getting from our previous episodes yeah we had an issue with the last episode by the way so, uh, apologies to our listeners on spotify that you couldn't listen on spotify but um if you want to listen to the last episode please go um to anchor.fm or um google apple podcast. google podcast and apple, apple uh, podcast. podcast you can listen there too uh we have found the, we found out the issue and we've resolved it for this episode so those of our, our listeners on um spotify can actually listen to this episode right now there uh, but we uh, sincerely apologize for that. we are so so sorry it's never going to happen again yeah forgive yeah. us ah. <sighs> so um quickly before we go into what we are here to do today i quickly want to make a quick shout out to my lover my boyfriend <laughs> danny boy daniel i'm sorry i actually forgot about his birthday i've been sick i have cough i have kata battling with malaria so i couldn't call him and this is just a shout out to say i'm sorry and happy belated birthday and to his girlfriend daniel is mine forever esther happy birthday daniel <laughs> so we've been um trying to figure out the topic for this week and while going through twitter we realized that um we see some takes on our twitter and we realized that it's going to be a very weird thing when we become parents. God. Like, it's going to be super weird. Like, have you ever wondered, like, now, this is us millennials. I'm a millennial, by the way. <laughs> In a way, I'm a millennial. And you're all listening. Some of you are Gen Zs. Have you ever wondered, like, how is it going to be when we become parents? Are we going to do the same things our parents were doing? Are we going to make changes to it? Are we going to make adjustments to it? Like, are we going to just throw it out the window and be like, you know what? That, that was our parents' time. This is our time. We're doing things our way. So we've been wondering. And uh, me and Esosa, we're going to spend the next 20 plus minutes discussing on how we feel like our parenting is going to be like. Okay. See, this, 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 the, the, we... Uh, I'm, I'm from the Gen Z. Sorry, I keep saying I'm from Gen Z, but I'm actually a millennial. And I don't want to associate with the Gen Zs. Why? Because those people are crazy. Gen Z, we are sorry. I apologize on his behalf. We love you. Ah, my God. But yeah, so the millennials, we actually, most of us experience parenting from um, the old school style. You understand? We had um, parents that were really strict in terms of upbringing. And when I mean strict, I mean, I'm on, they go use anything with the city, wipe you. Slippers, broom. If you talk, you collect anything. <laughs> so, like, it's crazy now when you see some certain things and you see that there are a lot of changes, actually. And definitely, that's the thing with time. Changes occur with time. It's the only thing constant is change. And, yeah, I feel like there would have to be a little bit of adaption or adapting to do, sorry. Um, from our end, if things are not going to turn into chaos in our house. I mean, growing up in an African home is, is remarkable. Like, it's one of the craziest experiences I think anyone is going to go through. And to a very large extent, I feel like most of us 
have very similar stories to tell growing up in an African home. I mean, from um, coming together as a family, spending eating, eating um, dinner together as a family, to the punishments you receive, you know, from flogging with cane to doing pig pain to kneeling down to sitting on the air. Abi, those are the punishments like that you do when you mess up. You know, to that expectation that is put on your shoulders to succeed from the very beginning. It's crazy. So we 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 know that those things, at least to a large extent, they shaped us. We um, that we're speaking to you right now. But me as a parent, when I when I become a parent, I feel like I would definitely need to make a few adjustments here and there to ensure that um, my kids have the latest technologies in quotes when it comes to raising uh um, children so that's why that's why we're here and um i want i want you all to listen carefully to us while we talk so that if there's any place that you want to chip in stuff i mean you have our hashtag hashtag t-a-e-p-o-d interact with us tell us how you feel like you do better as a parent your stories you know growing up experiences i know a lot of us have a lot of funny experiences to tell Speaking of funny experiences, I remember the very first time I experienced experience. <laughs> Guy, okay, so I think I was in primary three that that period. Yeah, I was in primary three, and um, we're at the end of the term, the end of the full session. Basically, we're going to primary four, and our class auntie was a very loving teacher, Auntie Abigail. She was somebody that we really, really liked, and I remember that time. The class rep, the class preferred came. I was like, ah, let's gather something to buy for auntie. You understand? And ah, everybody started contributing. Um, firstly, I quickly want to. Everybody knows what a colo box is now. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that where you put you money. Know exactly. You save money. Save money. Piggy, uh, piggy vest before piggy vest. Exactly. <laughs> so most people use the box. We, we did not have a box. We normally just used these water cans, empty water cans. We would sellotape our name on it. That's the difference. My, my siblings, each of us respectively, um, would put our names. And then whenever we have money, we want to save. Whenever um, uh, somebody gives us money, we def- we'll always put it there. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, back to the story. So, everybody was contributing. Somebody came. Ah, oh, I'll contribute 15 naira. Everybody was clapping. 15 naira was big money that time. 15 naira was... What you carry to school. In fact, sometimes some fifteen naira was big money. As you're a big boy, yes, if you're taking no. fifteen naira yes, no. to school a day that period, that time. So like two thousand and three, two thousand and two period now. Yeah. So like somebody coming out to say I'll contribute fifteen naira was big. Somebody came out, oh I'll contribute hundred naira. People one fifty, two hundred. So one particular guy came out and he was like, I'm contributing five hundred naira. And I remember how the whole class erupted with. Just shouts, check, check. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, baddest. <laughs> and so I think that period, something was going on with the students. There's, you know, this ginger thing now. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody don't do this thing. May I do pass this person? Yeah. So another person came out. Oh, I'll bring seven hundred. Hey, another person eight hundred. Hey. I don't know the devil that actually decided to make me open my mouth. <laughs> I was like. I will contribute one thousand. Everybody in the class was. I felt like a superstar. You understand? Big boy. You know, I was a big, big boy. boy. You understand? Everybody was looking at me, and I, all the babies were like, oh, "Who's this rich motherfucker?" I was like, oh, "That's me. That's me. That's me." So yeah. Um. So I contributed one thousand there, and 
I had to take it from my savings. Now, money where the dash was that year from my own end was like 15 naira, 100 naira. Right, really? You see 1,000 naira. Somebody's dashing 1,000 naira that period as a child. You get. So, I think what was in my Kulu box that time was about 3K. So, um, I had to remove that 1,000 naira. And I added extra 500 because I wanted to be a nice guy and say, ah, let me just remove this extra 500 naira. And I gave it to them in school that day. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so I have cough. And I just want to apologize in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this cough, eh? I mm. hope it's cough. Mm. <laughs> uh, whatever I have, you have. Okay. No, no, no. I'm fully vaccinated. Please. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I remember like a couple of weeks later, like two weeks later, yeah. My dad was like, ah, people should come and borrow me money. Everybody bring out your savings. My sibling, my younger brother, I have a brother and a sister. My father took their own. They had like 3K, 3K each. 6,000. My father now came to my own. So, why am I seeing 1,500 naira in your savings? Are you not supposed to be the one with the most savings in this house? It's not that they used to give money to the most. Because as a senior back then, you know, the senior takes the most amount of money if they give money to share. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, ah, what's going on, son? Ah. So, me did not know how, Sha, to explain it. But, you know, you can never really not talk. You have to talk. And I was like, daddy... So, um, something happened in school and, uh, you know, I had to form big boy. I did not say it like that though, because me, I was shaking. I was like, ah, something, something that we contributed money for auntie in school to buy a shoe. My father said, what? I, I, say, say it again, say it again. I said it again. So oh, okay, okay. So don't worry, you can go, you can go, you know? You know, as a child... When they did not beat you, your mind can never be settled. You know, ah, um, something goes up. But an hour, two hours, three hours passed. Nothing was going on. I was like, ah, let me go and play. I was playing with my brother. My father called me inside. My father held me down. Like, like I was a thief. My father held me down like a thief. He brought out... Now, see, he carried cane rubbed it with pepper and it was not oh bring your hand or let down it was everywhere everywhere whip ah my god i have never felt pain like that and that was the first time i knew that oh my in an african home guy it was it was it was an experience that i don't wish on anybody but at the end of the day, he still called me aside. And he told me, okay, this is the reason why I did this to you. You can't be spending... Like, you don't just give people money like that. You understand? You have to understand the value of money. You have to understand what money represents. You can't just come and give... You only have 3000 and you're giving, or you are, you are giving almost half of your money for a cost. That's, it doesn't make sense. You always should try to reason what you can offer, what you can afford to mm-hmm. offer. You get... So it, it, it was a crazy it, thing. It, it's a reasonable thing because, I mean, even when you become a parent, you need to educate your kids on financial responsibility. 
and um, obviously I'm pretty certain that Sosa is not going to use skin and flog his kids just because they did that but at least he would educate them and it's not just in the area of financial responsibility even in, 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 in general responsibility in general take your responsibility like I'm the first child so it's always been that oh you have to take responsibility for your younger one and all of that I mean, I, I, I remember when I misplaced my sister. Uh, <laughs> it was it was crazy. I mean, we had to. I sent they sent us to. They sent me and her to go and make her hair. So I I got there like I usually do. I dropped her off. I was ten. Uh, was I ten or eleven around that track? So I dropped her off, and then there's this um, small field, football field nearby. So I went to play football for a bit. By the time I got back. Like about 30 minutes later, I couldn't find my sister there. I did not understand. I asked the woman, the woman said, ah, she was done with the hair since now. And I'm like, but usually take longer than this. She's like, oh, she's done with it. And I was like, where's my sister? She said she left. But I told her to wait, but she left. I started looking for my sister. I looked for her everywhere. I couldn't find her. In my mind, I already... Oh, I want to reduce. <laughs> I already... Had to, I told myself that I'm more, I need to go and tell these people that my sister don't lost. So, <laughs> so I was I was walking back home. I was in tears. Like, how, how could this happen? And then I got home, rang the doorbell, and lo and behold, it was my sister that opened the door. I was like... Before I was speechless. First of all, I was happy because she she wasn't missing, and I mean she was like what she was like seven, six, seven. So for her to be able to locate our house from where I dropped her off was crazy. And then immediately I entered the house. I heard my, my dad call me. That just called me. Called me by my, 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 my first name. When he calls my full first name, you know there's problem. He said Emmanuel. Emmanuel. <laughs> So I walked, I was like, okay, no problem. I walked into his room, I got in his room. He locked the door, locked the door behind me. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> and flogged the hell out of me. My mom was banging on the door. Said, don't kill this boy. I mean, I, I, I don't know, I, I feel like I might be exaggerating something, but that's what it felt like. My mom was, don't kill this boy, is your son, no? Is your son, no? The guy beat the shit out of me. Like, how can you misplace your sister? Like, what is wrong with you? And to be honest, yeah, I think out of all the punishment, out of all the beatings I got as a child, I think I probably deserved that one. Because looking back at it, like, why would I misplace my, my, my little sister? So, I mean, right now as, a, as, a, as, a, as an adult, I would clearly handle that very, very differently. Um, obviously, to be honest, I'll punish my child if he misplaces his younger one, but... I don't think I would flog them to the extent that my wife starts to hit the door and say, "Don't kill your son" or whatever. But yeah, I feel like when you when 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 you become a parent, this financial responsibility, responsibility in general, it becomes very very important. I'm uh, I'm just thinking about. By the way, sorry. I know I know that thing left. You can't forget about beatings like that. It gets a guy that's where you just wake up for night, they breathe because the beating just come back PTSD. to your PTSD. It's called PTSD. <laughs> but yeah, like generally I feel like there are going to be a lot of things that I would have to do differently. For starters, I said something at the beginning of this recording, yeah. This Gen Z, them the psycho. 
I love them. I mean, they are beautiful. I love the fact that they are able to. They are different from us. They are more outspoken. They they are able to fight for what they want from a very early age. They are smarter. They are sharper than us and everything. And I feel like if you want to use that, the whole force mentality to try to raise them, it go hard you because it's like you go they use skin they beat cow but not be say cow go hear what that kind of thing. So you have to be. I feel like there are some def, definitely going to be some certain changes. For one, um, it's not. I would not say this is general, but I would say this happens a lot. Um, growing up, the main responsibility of the father was to provide for the house yeah. in the traditional African home, yeah. while it was the mom's role to take care of the house. And that normally, for most people, I can't say for everybody, meant that relationship. The, the bond with the mom is always stronger than the bond with the dad. Your dad does not really have much bond with you because he doesn't really get to interact with you. The, the, I can say the first time I actually had a, a conversation, like a meaningful conversation with my dad was when I was in senior secondary school when we were talking about, okay, what's the next step during that university, telling me about the whole university. But before then... I don't think my father knew what my everyday lifestyle like was in school. My mom knew some part of it because hey, my mom would come and ask how it's school. You have to say this and that and all. But like, I feel now that 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 style of grooming a child might not be so helpful to you as a parent. Yeah. I feel like as a dad, I'm talking to the men now. You have to do a whole lot more. Yes, you should provide, but still be very, very involved in your child's life. Yeah, that's, that's really that's really important. I think that's the one thing that um, my dad, that's the adjustment, one adjustment my dad made um, later in life while he was raising us. At first, you know, my dad was this big, scary guy that, I mean, we, once he comes into the house, everyone is scared of him and just runs into their rooms or tries to behave and all of that while momsy was the one that we can go to and and discuss with and she's usually the one that intervenes for us when we need something or whatever but um i remember my mom telling me something i think she had a conversation with my dad one time and told him that do you want to be the big scary guy to your kids or do you want your kids to see you as very very accessible and i think we noticed a change in my dad's reaction like the way he was relating with us and that's why at the moment like me and my dad were like cool geez we sometimes when we're speaking on the phone and my friends are listening they're like ah, are you talking to your dad because that's how we became so even though it took it, it took him a, a bit of time to adjust he did that so me i'm not going to make that mistake uh of being that big bad scary guy for my kids I'm going to be the accessible dad, the person that they can come and talk to when they need something or when something is bothering them, the approachable dad. That's who I'm going to be. Yes, obviously, I'm going to still be working and providing, but when it's kids' time, when it's time for my kids, I'm going to make time for them very well. And when, and even, even minus the fact that, oh, you're making time for your kids and all of that, the, the other mistakes that um, our parents made or the parents or, or the, the parents of our generation made, let me not just make it seem like it's just my parents or whatever, because I don't think my parents will made that mistake, is even when it comes to 
sexual conversation talks about sex. In an African home, that is almost non-existent. Unspoken like, rule. Like you just, just you just learn it on your own. You just, you just learn it on the your only own. thing where they go shatter, you say uh, no carry belay. They not go explain what it be the belay, how the belay they come about. You just, just learn it on your own. There's no, no, no sex belay. education. Yeah. You, you, I mean, my mom did not call me, my dad did not come to tell me that okay, this is sex or whatever. We had to learn it on our own. I mean, I'm thankful to God that uh, He didn't ruin my life before. <laughs> Thank God before. for purely virgin. Yeah, yeah. Purely virgin. He didn't ruin my life before. Um, I, I learned the lessons of sex and all of that. Um, but there are other people out there that they didn't have the opportunity and they were not yeah. that lucky. Yeah. And, you know, they had to learn the hard way about sexual orientation and all of that. And I do not want that for my kids. So no matter how uncomfortable I feel that conversation might be, I think I'm going to educate my kids on sex at a particular age. I'm going to educate them on sex. It's very important. And when when that time, when that, I mean, obviously, I'm going to talk to my, my son about it and then talk to my daughter and all of that. So it is very important that we have that conversation with our kids. <sighs> so, like, the next, the, 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 the main thing now, yeah, is... What what do you think are are because I feel like the way our parents have had mistakes, yeah, will definitely make mistakes as well. But do you feel like do you think there's any mistake in particular that is common that you feel like a couple of people will make? You know, in life there's usually extremes. Yeah, our parents raised us at one extreme, and because of that, we might want to raise our kids at the other extreme. extreme. So when that happens, if that happens, it might become a problem you might give your kids too much freedom too early and it will backfire you might in your attempt to uh, be the cool parent the, the the you know the hype parent the chill parent you might overdo it and that will lead to proper disaster because let's face it the job of a parent is to mold and nurture the kids you get and sometimes you might need to use that firm grip just to nurture your kids to put them in that in that yeah. in that area in that head space that okay this is what you should do like, i mean now i'm grown and there's certain things i cannot do because of the 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 knowledge because of the information my parents impacted on me do you understand so as a as a child when you're when you're raising as, as, as a parent i mean when you're raising your child it's important that you do not give them like you know don't, don't just leave them just say ah because i want to be that cool parent i'm just going to let them do what they're doing and just be hype about it i feel like that could be a major problem for us um gen z and millennial parents oh no i totally 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 agree with you i know like sometimes eh, if they do me i they ask myself the question i go really give birth this period like this so i really want race speaking because it feels like it feels like each passing year, the world is turning into a shittier place, and it's getting a whole lot less, a whole lot more difficult to raise children. I feel we have to try to differentiate, yeah, between because there's this thing that people do, westernizing this westernized culture. They feel like everything that happens abroad, abroad is, is what should be, should done. be done. Um, but we have to understand that. It's a different place 
totally different places. Different environments. Different culture. Different culture. I mean, you don't see them trying to do our thing over there. So, in as much as you, you take the good sides, the good things that they bring, and leave some of those bad things, and it's as simple as that. It's just the balance. Balance it. Balance it. It's very, balancing is very important. And I think that when you, when if you actually raise your kids right, you've equipped them with the necessary tools. You should believe that you've equipped them with the necessary tools to to become decent human beings out there. And you need to learn when to let go. Exactly. You need to learn when to, to trust you know, them. Start to free them. I mean, for me, it was the year I entered university. Yeah. My my dad, that year, he sort of like released me a bit. Like, oh, you know what? You're in uni now. I've equipped you with the necessary tools. You're good to go. So it's very very important that you need to, you, you 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 know when to let your kids go because believe in them trust that you've done a good job in raising them in equipping them with the right tools and then you have to trust them that okay when they go out there they're not going to fall your hand they're going to remember <laughs> the son <laughs> the son of which parents they they are they are it's very important it's very very important i totally agree because like there are some certain things that you see happening some parents don't know how to let go there are some certain things i feel you should not be doing to your kids or for your kids at a certain age let them understand the concept of freedom in its whole conceptuality like they should understand what freedom is let them be able to fend for themselves to an extent don't always rush and always just be smothering them because when they actually do face the real life you're not going to be there yeah and it's a whole ball game entirely but shasha for me because as it seems like this now, be like saying me, I go don't make one kind of selling parent. I don't really need much from my wife. You understand? I want marry Texas. Huh? Mm-hmm. I, I, I look good in an apron. You understand? I'm a booty will go and look so nice. So I quickly want to say any Texas out there that's looking for a stay at home husband. <laughs> I promise you I can do the work, I do the cooking, I do the cleaning, and then I come back and I make your food for you and you're gonna feel good. So you can hit me up. <laughs> I mean, shout out to our Texas. I mean, that, that's the new that's the new thing. Yes, yes, and with that, we've we've come to the end of this episode of the Tay Pod, and uh, we want you guys to listen, interact with us, um, give us your stories, and also um, tell us the things that you would do differently as a parent when you become a parent. And from me, my it's. See you guys later. And before I say goodbye, I quickly want to point out please use the hashtag T A E P O D. Have a very, very lovely night rest, fire guys. Bye. Bye.